me? Yeah, adapt. Adapt? Yeah, that's fine. Alright. Ready? I'm just. I feel like I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm really gonna book teeth it. <laughs> book teeth it. Welcome back to the NYC Godcast. So today we are going to be kicking off our new series called Finding Fixes. Mm. So I think we can all agree that we tend to the side of comfortability, oh, yeah. normalcy, and all the things that we're used to. Mm, for sure. This happens in our physical lives. We tend to do things the same way that we've always done them and not even think about that there might be a better way to do them or that we're even just doing it wrong, right. <laughs> you know? Um, and this can also creep into the church mm -hmm. and our spiritual lives. We, de we tend to do the same things the same way because it seems to work. It is something that we've always done and that's just the way we do it. Right. I'm sure that most of you have heard this story but uh, I wanted to tell it here. We were talking about mm -hmm. it the other day. Um, but there's this woman that was making holiday dinner for her family. Okay. And when she was making the ham, she seasoned it and then proceeds to cut the end of the ham off. Well, her husband was like, why do you do that? Why, why do you always do that? And she's like, do what? Because it was so normal to her that she didn't even realize that it, what he could be talking about. Right. Hmm. He asked again, with a little bit more clarification, why do you cut the end off of the ham? She instantly replies, because that's the way my grandmother always did it. And she must have had a good reason. So then later, the woman went to her grandmother and asked her, you know, I was wondering, why did you always cut the end of the ham off before you cooked it? Now, this woman is expecting a really elaborate explanation or that her grandmother is going to say that it affects the cooking process and makes the ham taste just amazing. It's going to taste better. However, the grandmother simply says, because the ham was too big for the pan. <laughs> so not only did this woman spend years doing something that made no sense just because she never cared to learn why it was done, she was also throwing away perfectly good meat that could have been eaten. And that, I think, would be considered a sin, right? right? Yes, I think that, yes. like, that's a sin. So how does ham not fitting into a pan affect our <laughs> spiritual lives? <laughs> how does that apply to us? Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed that growing up, there were a few things that I did just because that's how I was taught. Mm -hmm. Not because I had an understanding of why those things were important. So I want to point out that I'm not saying to throw out all traditions out the window. Like, that's just not what I'm saying. Right. And, you know, you can't just run them over with a car and leave them on the road. Yeah, that'd be cruel. That would be cruel. Yes. I believe that traditions and convictions are very important in a Christian's life. However, what I am saying is you should be aware of the reasons for your traditions and convictions in your life and make that decision between you and God. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I feel that I need to wear a skirt when I'm, I usually typically wear one when I'm in the church in general, but mm -hmm. definitely if I'm going into the sanctuary. Okay. That's just my own personal thing. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean that if another woman walks into the church, 
with pants on that they're sinning and they'll just burst into a ball of flames. No, this is not what this means. However, what it does mean is that God feels that me putting on a skirt before I walk into the sanctuary is the best action for me to take in my current Christian life. Convictions are nothing more than God placing protective boundaries in your life so that you can be more focused on him. These aren't things that save you. These aren't things that are making you like better as in you're holier than thou. These are just things that God has placed here and they change. Mm -hmm. Actually, um, Rachel and I were, sorry. Uh, Rachel and I were just talking about this not that long ago. My mom wore a skirt for 10 years. Like straight. straight. Every day. Every day. Never she washed pants. it occasionally. She oh, washed it. Okay. She washed that, it. That's where <laughs> I was going with that. Okay. No, she washed, she right. washed it okay. every once in a while. Okay. No, she would only wear skirts. Okay. Like she never wore pants inside of the church, outside of the church. It didn't matter. She only wore a skirt. Wow. Now, that was for 10 years. Now that, obviously, she now she wears pants. But she's like convictions and your however you feel that you should be doing things can change. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's like, I woke up one day and I felt like God was like, you've moved past this. She's like, for 10 years, I had to put that skirt on. She's like, I truly believe it was so that I realized it wasn't about me. She's like, I didn't want to wear the skirt. It was, you know, you looked weird wearing a skirt all day, every day. You know, you're wearing a jean skirt when everyone else is wearing pants and everyone's right. doing She's like, I got up every day, put that skirt on, and realized that my life is not mine, but his. And she's like, that's not what everyone has to do. She's like, but in my in that current place in my Christian life, I needed that reminder every single day that uncomfortability is a part of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Um, we, However, we do need to make sure that these are actually coming from him. Right? Yes, yes. Because it doesn't matter if you're trying to check off everybody else's lists. Right. You'll get nowhere. Right, yeah. You'll be miserable. Exactly. And I think that's where, um, for me, I had to learn that. Because, like, growing up, we grew up, you know, in a Christian household. And, like, it was just from the get-go. You don't do this, and you do this, and you don't do that. And you didn't think about it. You were just like, oh, well, yeah, that's because my mom said that, you know, they don't do that. You know what I mean? Right. When I actually got to the point where um, I've learned that there's some things that, while they weren't wrong, they weren't bad, and they gave me a basis, I am able to adjust those now as an adult between mm-hmm. me and God. And it's not a, my mom's going to be disappointed if I do this. Right. Or my dad's going to be disappointed or Rachel's going to be disappointed or Gary's going to be disappointed. Like it's no longer these people are going to be disappointed in me. It's a, what does God want from me? Yeah. Right. That's important. It yeah. is. Because once you free yourself from everybody else's opinions... It is so freeing. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's yes. so nice. Like, yeah. you're not, no longer are you like, oh man, I need to make it to this thing that, you know, everyone's doing because everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is yeah, doing it. Right. Now you're doing it. Either you go because you're like, oh, God wants me there, or you're not going because you're like, that's not, I'm not being forced to do this anymore. It's not an obligator. Oh, what was it? Obligator. I, I don't even know why I even it's started. It's obligation. <laughs> right. I, don't I don't know why I started. Obligatory? Is that obligatory? Is that yeah, how you I think say that's that? it. I think you guys both obligatory. made that word up. <laughs> we did, but yeah. you know, it's fine. We both agree on it. Right. It's fine. And you guys know what we mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Josh it, says if they know what you mean, then it's a word. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. I mean, that's def- that, that's language, yeah. I guess. Um, but, like, you can stop going places to serve alcohol. You can learn or you can only listen to Christian music. You can wear a skirt 24-7, I mean, for the 
for the girls, I guess. Well, you like guys they're really should Just kilting it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're kilting yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> or you can even tie to the church. Yet, if the only reason you do this is because of others and what they've told you that you need to do, it will mean nothing to God. That is very true. You have to have that personal conviction mm -hmm. that he's telling you to do these things. Yep. Or it's just really a waste of time. For everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Because guess what? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Ready for this? Uh -uh. If I meet all the boxes for Kevin's list, mm -hmm. they're not going to all match up on they're your gonna list. They're going to be the exact opposite. They're going to be the exact yeah, opposite. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so if you're trying to make Kevin happy and then you come over here to hang out with Rachel and you're trying to make Rachel happy, you are just going to be tired, confused, and you're, you're going to be so clouded with other people's opinions and things that you have been told are what's right. Yeah. Then you are you're not going to get God, yeah. or you're you're living two faced. Yeah. You're different in yeah. front of Kevin than you are in front of me because right. you're trying to meet both of our lists. Yep, yep. I think it's interesting that applying that to like the real world, where people say things like, um, "the the version of me you get is dependent on your attitude towards yep. me," and like that's always bothered me because I'm saying I always thought like. No, be true to yourself. Yep. You know what I mean? So, like, in essence, that's like saying if you're with your church family, mm -hmm. okay, and then if you're with your non-church family, are you acting differently because yep. they're treating you differently? No, as a Christian, you should always be this, like, you, you need to be consistently a Christian, you know what I mean? Yep. So mm -hmm. I think that's an important. Yeah, and that's, yep. what, and that, what, that's what God calls us to be. Yep. Jesus was the same everywhere. It didn't matter if they liked what he was doing or not. Right, right. He was the exact same everywhere he went. And that's exactly how we're supposed to be. Um, so this begs the question, how do I make sure that the things that I'm doing in my life are for the right reasons? And how do I discern future convictions? Hmm. Well, that is where the hard work comes in. Mm -hmm. Because other than the black and white things you see in the Bible that, you know, they say specifically, you are to do this or you're not to do this, you're going to have to dig around the Bible. Mm -hmm. There's no way for you to just be like, oh, yeah, no, this is like it's actually uh, your dad just talked about gambling. Mm -hmm. And like there was a um, there's something else in the Bible. But like there's like there's a bunch of things that are they're kind of gray. Mm -hmm. Like, again, does it say in the Bible that women have to wear skirts into the sanctuary? No, there's not a spot. There's a spot that says a woman should look like a woman. But what does that mean? Right. And so that's up for interpretation. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to have to dig into the Bible. You're going to have to do the research. You're going to have to pray. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to find that relationship with him to be able to be like, okay, this is what he means for me to do this. Yeah. This, is, this is why I have to do this. Mm -hmm. You have to be in constant prayer with God. This is the only way that you're going to make sure that you're not just cutting the butt off the ham mm -hmm. without any reason. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, here's a few questions that I thought of that um, to ask yourself as you're researching and praying for guidance. Obviously, this is not a complete list. These are just some things to get your mind thinking okay. when you're trying to make decisions on if you should be implementing a conviction or tradition in your life or not. Is it pleasing to God? Because obviously, if it's not pleasing God, you're going to have to just throw that thing out the window. Right. Whoop, there it goes. Yeah. Will this cause you to have pride? That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. because I feel like there's a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm not going place to serve alcohol because I'm better than the next person. Yeah. But also, I think like the pride thing also comes into play 
like um, you're planning to do something for the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And you lose sight of doing it for the church. You know what I mean? Yep. Like you're, if you're cooking something, you're thinking, oh, they're going to love my cookies. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're going to ask for my recipe like they yep. always do. Yep. And then that's where pride gets in the way. That's yep. exactly. Yep. Three, do I only care about this when I'm around certain people? Ouch. Yeah. Because listen, I'm the only reason I'm asking this question is because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I have done this. I have sat in a thing and I'm like, I don't even want to do this, but like these people are making me do this. I have hmm. been in that point in my Christianity and it's lonely and it's sad and it's not fulfilling and it's not and then, living the abundant life. And then God's like, But who's making you do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't remember say, telling yeah. you. <laughs> Let me look back to my notes. Um, no, I, I never nope, said nope, that. Nope, I didn't say yeah. that. I yeah. did the search. <laughs> never had that. Also, number four, will this benefit my witness? Ooh. Because there's some things that, so just like Gary said, there are things in the Bible that are gray black area. Yeah, yeah, there's black and white, and then there's gray area. Right. So your gray area, you can be like, well, the Bible doesn't say I can't do this, so I'm going to do it. But will it hurt your witness? Mm-hmm. But see, I forgot that part. I'm learning. I'm, I was thinking all week about that. Take a deep breath before you speak. Okay. So, um, no, I forgot what I was going to say. No. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. So, I believe that we all have, like, the Holy Spirit in us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if you're doing something that's not pleasing to God, mm. even though it's not, you know, black and white in the Bible, yep. that Holy Spirit is tugging at you mm-hmm. saying, don't do this. Like, yep. like you get that feeling, yeah. you know what yep. I mean? And like lately I've been like, been able to find so many connections between a parent on earth and their child yep. and God and us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So we want to instill in our children, not, it, it, it's not so much about don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Is it evolves to if you're ever in trouble, mm-hmm. you can talk to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Y- you know what I mean. Yeah. Yep. So it's the same way with God. Like if you're not sure, like it, it may seem like the right thing to do. Yeah. Just talk to God. Yep. And I think that it'll become pretty clear. Oh yeah. As to yep. what He wants you to do. Yep. Well, and I think that's like the and that's the funny thing. It's like that's the reason why that's the hard part. It's because you have to have that relationship with him yeah. and you have to be in that conversation where a lot of Christians want to look at the Bible and say, this is my list and this is the list I need. And that, that's what I have to do. Yeah. Where <gasps> the whole point of the Bible is to talk to God. Right. <laughs> also, I think that people, like I've, I've said this for many years, is like you pray to God, you pray to God, you pray to God, mm-hmm. and then God answers you. Yeah. Like, nope, don't do that. And we're like, um, okay. God, should I do this? And he's looking at you like, I just told you no. no. But we don't want to accept that no. Or it could be something like, God, should I go there? And he's like, yes, you need to go there. And we're like, wait, are you really sure that's what you We're doing all the fleece. Yeah, exactly. We're throwing the fleece out. We're seeing if it's dry. We're seeing if it's wet. We're seeing like, and that's the thing is you, if you're in a good relationship with somebody, you're not going to have to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just true. Like I don't have to with my mom. I don't have to go to her and ask her, hey, do you want me to pick you up Wendy's? And her be like, or should I get Wendy's? And then her be like, yes or no. And then be like, but could you give me a sign if you wanted me to do that or not? Like, do you know what I mean? I have a good relationship with my mom. I know I can take her word for it. And so when we're talking to God, I think that's the problem is that we're like, I don't know if 
I can take your word. Do you, you're going to have to give me one more. Just one yeah, more exactly. for sure. Yeah. One more this. no will make this so much more easier. Yes, right? exactly. You know, can we implement a three-strike program here or <laughs> yeah, something? Right. You know, it's, it's difficult if you're not close with God, yep. okay, because you're letting a lot of worldly things influence. Like, you, like in your mind, you're saying, I need to pray to God about this, yep. okay? But you're so consumed with the world that you're taking worldly things mm-hmm. as signs from God. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and, and that's a very dangerous slope. And I think we go in there down. with a bias. Yeah. We go into prayer like, okay, well, let's say if I'm making a decision on, like, food. Let's say, like, I'm praying about what I need to eat for dinner. Do you pray what you need to eat for dinner? I don't, oh, typically. Okay. I, I don't just, typically. Kevin's like, okay. oh, I need to have that. <laughs> like, prayer for dinner. Yeah. I mean, I said grace. <laughs> so after you knew what you were eating, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So pray if I make, for less carbs and more vegetables. <laughs> yeah, right? Make that, turn them in the vegetables on the way down. <laughs> but, like, if I'm praying for, you know, my dinner, I want steak and potatoes, but I'm going to see if he wants me to have steak and potatoes or ramen noodles. Mm. And I'm already going into the prayer being like, bless me, Lord, if I, you know, if you see it fit to give me the steak and potatoes. I'm not asking you what should I do. Right. I'm asking you one-sided. Exactly. And exactly. I think that's our problem is a lot of times we go in with a bias. We already have this thing of the good answer is this one, Lord. Yeah. I, I will accept your other one, but this, this is, is the, the good one. one. It's, it's, like, it's like the Wendy's or Taco <laughs> Bell. Like, that's like the whole that's thing. That's not Detroit. Oh, really? <laughs> it, was, it was a vacation we went on, and my, oh. dad, my dad likes uh, Taco Bell over Wendy's. So he was trying to, he was asking us, he's like, do you, like, want, you want Wendy's or, or Taco, Taco Bell? Oh, okay. And All so right. that's the thing. We walk in there with this thing of, I want this. We don't go in there with a blank slate. Right. And I think that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We need to walk in there no, forgetting all the options, yeah. forgetting what we want in the situation and be fully willing to take whatever God is willing Going to in with us. open arms already surrendered before yes. you get there. Right, right. I, I think that, like, this is something that hit me recently. Like, I think a lot of Christians come from the belief of, like, okay, so God had this plan from day one mm-hmm. until the very end. It's already, you know, mapped out. Yep. So... We will say, well, God, if it's your will, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so be it. And uh, I forgot who was preaching it recently. And, like, they explained it from the point of view is, like, if God loves you so much, mm-hmm. okay, then he is mindful of your will, too. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. So it, it's not always going to be, you know, like, we're presenting it almost as if we're like, all right, God, do I eat the steak and potatoes? And mm-hmm. we like have the ramen noodles behind uh, yeah, our yeah. back. You know yeah. what I mean? Or this other stuff behind my back. You know, yeah. God sees all. You, you, we're you, not, you know we're what not I mean? saying, bless me to have this. You know, do you want me to have steak or ramen noodles while you're throwing the steak on the grill? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know this is the one that's the best for me. Exactly. <laughs> you know what you know. I mean? When the ramen noodles will because, uh, I don't know, maybe you'll die earlier. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See earlier because of the sodium. <laughs> and it, it's so funny because I know a lot of people who are like, in that example, they would be like, you know, praying about it and then I throw the steak on the grill and they're like, oh, too late. Like, yeah, you know, right. and it's like, wait, 
Well, he allowed me to throw the steak yeah, on the exactly. ground. Yeah, exactly. I wanted this, you know, like, he wanted the steak to literally stop in the middle of the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Go back in the package and go back in the freezer as you watch it happen. And you'd be yep. like, oh, that's a sign. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? you're, you're already pre-seasoning the steak. You're already getting it ready. And then you're asking permission later. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. You're basically, like, preparing yourself for this. And then you're just going in there with the idea, okay, I convince him. I can convince him. I've already put the prep work in for this. Yeah. And I don't even have to worry that, you know, he's going to have to take the why would he give me ramen noodles i am his child do you, do you yeah, know what I mean? right, like, right and that's how we think of things and i think that's why we have a hard time discerning convictions and traditions and just making general decisions in our lives yes. it's because we're always with a bias we're always with that i'm preparing this it's and it's not necessarily bad because it's the way that we as humans function our normal lives mm -hmm. it's not necessarily it's like a sinful thing it's not like oh you're just being you know rude and you're not thinking about god it's your brain is automatically trained to do that and you have to train it the other way yeah, yeah. so it's not necessarily that you are just a bad person because you do this this is how everyone's born everyone is born it's like we tell we don't have to teach a kid to um be selfish okay you don't have to teach us that we are biased in our prayer Right. That's just who we are. We need to move away from that. It's not like some people are just really good. They're not biased because everyone's biased. It's not just that there's some people that are biased, some that aren't. We're all biased and we all have to move this way. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that it's possible to totally become unbiased yes. towards everything because yep. it's like it's, you, you have a choice. Yeah. Okay. Like God gave us a choice. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as long as there's a choice, as as long as we have the ability to choose mm -hmm. which one do we want, yep. you know what I mean, instead of which one does God want us to take, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I think that's the, you know, like we're, we're looking at it from saying, all right, God, which one do you want me to take? Yep. And I think if you have a strong relationship with God, that's not the question. It's, yep. it's, it's like you said about your mom mm -hmm. and Wendy's. You know what I mean? Yep. Like when you say, God, which one do you want me to take? He's probably looking at you like saying, wait, so all this Bible reading and all <laughs> yep. this Sunday school and you don't know. Yeah. Like it's yeah. pretty obvious, you know, yep. obvious. That's not even a word. It's pretty <laughs> I knew what you meant. So it's a word. <laughs> it's like evident and obvious. So, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? So. You know, I think that by reading his word and becoming closer to him, we're able to make these decisions. And again, I relate this back to the parent and the child thing. OK, yeah. as you raise your child, you want to get to a, you want them to get to a point mm -hmm. where they're not calling you every five minutes yes. saying, Mom, what should I do? Mom, what should I do? Yep. You want them to take the lessons that they learned from mm -hmm. you yeah. and apply them. Yep. You know, and God wants us to take. Boy, this sounds like this morning, doesn't it? Applying yeah. your Christianity. <laughs> yeah. God wants us to be able to apply our Christianity. Mm -hmm. And it's not like he's saying, I'm kind of busy, so I don't have time to help no, you. No, yeah. Not at all. But he does want us to love him and to follow his word. Yep. So It's a learning process. Yep, for sure. And the fifth and final question, obviously, again, I said before, this is not a full list. It's just some things to get you thinking when you're yep. thinking of your convictions and your traditions. Will this deepen my relationship with God? Because not there's there's that's two separate questions. If it's pleasing to him and if it will grow my relationship mm -hmm. with him, that's two different things. Right. And so if it will deepen, if you're figuring out through those questions, I think they hit in different like categories. Mm -hmm. And if you can go through that list and you can 
pray and read and do all the things that you're supposed to do, I think that you will get a clear cut answer of what you're supposed to be doing. So does anybody have anything for my charge up challenge? I'm ready. Sure. I don't want to hold up the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So this week I want you to sit down and think about all the convictions you hold. The things that aren't black and white in the Bible. And I want you to evaluate them and make sure that you're doing them for the right reason. And if you don't understand them, research it. Because you can be, you know, because even the right thing. So, like, again, back to, like, tithes. You're supposed to tithe your 10% off the top. But if you're tithing and you don't know why you're tithing, it doesn't mean anything. God doesn't care about the money. It's the whole point of it. And so if you're, you know, tithing and you're like, well, just that's because that's what I have always done and that's what everyone else does and there's no reason for it and you're you're doing it out of vain you are supposed to understand those things so if, even if you can't find it in the bible to understand it talk to people figure out why and then talk to god and figure out if that's something that you're supposed to be implementing in your own life you know what i mean it understanding is key i think that's the problem in christianity nowadays we a lot of people do things on idol in neutral like mm-hmm. they just this is the christian motions when if everybody understood what they're supposed to be doing we would be further along in our christian walks because yes. if you're just kind of idling along like you're like well i guess i gotta do what everyone else is doing you're never gonna get to where god wants you to be because right. you're just kind of following the crowd but that's also a good point because like people who have a I'll say a negative feeling mm-hmm. towards Christianity. Yep. Okay. And you have a bunch of Christians just going through the motion mm-hmm. and neutral and everything, right? Like that's all they've ever been exposed to. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's almost like they they act like they know what you're gonna say yep. before you say it. And then we say something different, they're like, Huh. I've yep. never heard that side. Like you must be in drive. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're in control here. Like you're just not following yeah you know the you're masses. not in the flow of traffic you're trying yeah. to exactly follow what god wants right and it's so important particularly to me to present god always in a positive light and though we're all on our christian walk we're all at different mm-hmm. points okay so someone could come to you and say hey you know tell me about your jesus and you yep. could tell them something totally different yep. than what i tell them yep. you know what i mean so it's it's important that we're not like confined just to what yep. the traditions say, you know, we should do because as we all know, some traditions were made up for cutting the ham because it wouldn't fit in the pan. Yep. yep. I don't know, mom, buy a bigger pan. Like <laughs> did, did, that, did that don't ever enter your mind. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So it it's very important not to get caught up in the traditions of this is this is just why we do it yep you know what i mean instead of well and that's the thing is i remember very specifically um when i was working as an stna i was around a lot of lost people and they were always surprised because i was always like the good church girl you know what i mean like i i didn't cuss i didn't drink i didn't go out like i was very just like clean cut and a lot of times people were very uh, thrown off by the phrase, I don't have a religion, I have a relationship. Okay. Because that's how I try to explain to people because all these people have been to Catholic churches. All these people have been to all these different churches that have, like, you have this whole list of things that you have to follow, and if you don't, then you have to go to pray to somebody, and then you have to do this. Like, they knew that. They were already aware of that. 
And I was like, my thing is, like isn't a religion, it's a relationship. Yeah. And they're like, what do you like like they were always thrown by that because all the religious people are always like, I'm very religious. Right. Like you and so it threw them through a loop and then they wanted to know. Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And so you would explain that it's a relationship with Jesus and it's a relationship with God. It's not just me making sure I follow these rules and if I don't, I'm a bad person. It's actually having that one-on-one connection with him and figuring out what you're supposed to be doing in your life. And they were always like, oh. Like they, a lot of times people were still like, eh, that's kind of, nice you know, for you. that's good for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, that's the biggest thing I ever got. I always got like, I love that for you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm glad you have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? it, it's interesting. Because um, I used to DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so I was recently talking to a friend of mine who labels himself as a Christian DJ. Mm-hmm. And he said that, I said to him, so do you find it uncomfortable playing at like a nightclub mm, or a yeah. bar? And he said, I can understand why some people have a problem with yeah. the music, but I personally don't. Yeah, And I said... So what do, what do you think God thinks? Because because that's the ultimate. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he's like, okay, talk to you later. And yeah. I was like, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I was kind of disappointed because yeah. I wanted to continue the conversation. Yeah. Okay, but at the same time, I thought like he's at a different walk. Yes. In his life, different spot that I'm in. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like we can't. Like, say, okay, you're doing that, but my list says do this. So I'm going to force that, yep. that even that one part of my walk yep. onto you because, you know, it it doesn't fit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. But you got anything before I do? No, I'm good. You're good? Mm-hmm. All right. So today's considerable quote, and I'm pretty sure you've used this before, but I'm going to pretend like it's never happened before. I don't know. Transformation happens when your heart moves from self-centeredness to God-centeredness. Ooh. Yeah, but it's anonymous. I don't do. Anonymous. You don't do. Uh, well, I have, I, there may I have been have a name occasionally. somewhere. <laughs> you just don't put the name. I'm just like you said. If you're dead, you're it's your own problem. <laughs> if you can't copyright, it's not my problem. Uh, my feature content is "For My Good" by Cochran and Co. It's not like super a part of the like lesson necessarily, but I really love the words of the song and I really thought like this week it really encouraged me this week. So I wanted to give it to you guys. But yeah. All right. I think that's, I think we're good. I think we're all good. All right. Well, thank you for joining this and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye bye. Um, Although the faith that it takes to be saved is exciting and will be forever special, you'll go back to that day that you got saved. You'll remember how you felt. You, you know, you Mm -hmm. remember. Sometimes people remember the song that was singing when they got saved. I I can't remember that. Yeah. I I I know where I was at.